0: Hey Peter. Hey. You're looking a little uh math. <laughs> no. <laughs> math. Oh my god. It's <laughs> not expecting that. I'm Adam Ennis And I'm Peter Martin And you will listening to the You'll Hear It podcast
1: Music advice coming at you Coming
0: at you today brought to you by Studio. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com for a deeper dive on everything we're doing Peter, I get to say officially yes. We're starting a new series today Yes. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put it in the universe. Yes, this is the beginning of something the new. The meth series. <laughs> nope, nope, not no. going back to that no, again. No, I've, I've that caught you off guard, didn't I've it? I've learned that lesson too many times. <laughs> no, I'm no. Kidding, that caught you off guard a little bit, didn't it? It did catch yeah. me off guard. It was hilarious, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make a goat noise. It, you it kind of did. Or was <laughs> it a lamb? Uh, it's hard to tell. I'm not. But why
1: a, were you trying to make a goat? Because that's the goat. Because Pe-
0: Peter, that's the start of our new series. Are the goats? We're gonna be talking about six goats. Yes. Six of the greatest of all time, jazz pianists. Now this is just- So those
1: that, everybody knows what GOAT means at this point. Greatest of all
0: time. That's right. Right. Yeah, we're talking about your Michael Jordan. When was the first time you heard that term? I mean, it wasn't until maybe 15 years ago, probably. Yeah. Right? It was like definitely an internet term, because we weren't talking about MJ (laughs) as the GOAT back in the 90s. I think I vaguely remember I, for some reason, I have a connection
1: with Wayne Gretzky. He's yeah. the GOAT. Yeah. Like maybe around that maybe time. Maybe that's true,
0: yeah. and um, He really is, actually. Have you ever looked at Wayne Gretzky's stats? They're unbelievable. Really? He oh dominates my. every category? Uh, every, like, I feel, I don't know if this is still true. Probably but, not assists, though. Well, no. I mean, at one time, so, you know, you get a point in hockey is a goal and an assist, right? Yeah. Or, sorry, a goal or an assist. Either one of those oh. is one point. So Wayne well, Gretzky, sport. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky has more goals all time than the second um, place player has points, goals and assists combined. So he's the goat because he's got the goals. I the mean, goals and assists. Like he's yeah. got his stats are unbelievable. But okay. Anyway, he is definitely a goat. Uh, it's usually used in sports. Like obviously, people talk about MJ or LeBron yeah. or people like that. Yep. You know, Tom Brady is the goat. Things like that. We thought we'd have a little fun here and yep. really try to narrow it down, which was not an easy exercise to do. So, for our series, just so I'm clear, yeah,
1: because this is unfolding in real time. It's here, really happening. This is very exciting. Here, yeah. Much as a jazz solo unfolds in real time, <laughs> yeah, the development of the pod here. To okay, so we're going to be doing today goats of jazz
0: piano, That's possibly
1: correct. six. And we're going to explain that in a minute.
0: Yeah, stick it's, around for that. We're each going <laughs> to we're each going to deliver three. I mean, that's how hard it is. Is like uh, because jazz piano is uh, can be broadly defined, right? As like even different, of course, different eras, but even different styles. Yeah, it's really hard to name just one. Who's who's the goat of all time? And. If you do that, there are a couple names that just keep coming up, mostly because of like technical ferocity. Basically, we're scared to do that.
1: We're scared of well, the just, backlash. If we, it's yeah. really hard. I mean, it was honestly, it was hard I to am. come
0: up with just three. I know because it's also not a contest. It's music. It's not. It's like it's not like Wayne Gretzky, where you can take the stats. Oh, obviously, he's the greatest of all time. There right. are no stats. It's art. It's subjective. So it's really just fun for us. I would say that I'm going to guess that the six that we have, three each. Are probably going to be people that if you haven't gone deep into their catalog, and you're watching or listening to this, you might want to do that because yes. they're they're I'm sure also I don't know but listen to the episode first listen so to the that you find out who first, they are. Yeah. But
1: let so we want to be clear here. We do not know. This is the little you'll hear it wrinkle. We might have... Number
0: one, listen. We might have three of the same. Right. So it could be the three goats. We'll see. Um, We'll see. And then... Because we don't
1: know what the other
0: has chosen. That's correct.
1: We've been sworn to secrecy. Sworn
0: to secrecy. And so this is also the start of... I think we could do... Goats bass players. I think yeah. we could do drummers. I think we could do saxophonists, trumpets trombones, trumpeters We could do trombones, although I don't know if there are six um, But you know Whoa. we could we could do guitarists for sure yeah. singers what, be fun. composers we could we could really go through I think this could be a fun series and listen it's, are they truly the greatest ever? That's yes. what we're saying. They are. Yeah. <laughs> not subjective. No, of course, every list is subjective. Well, Bear,
1: we were going to do one, and then you said at our pre production meeting this morning, you said, uh, why don't we do three or five? I said, well, is it really, isn't greatest of all time indicative of one? So we're already straying a little bit of, off of that. A little That's bit. That's okay,
0: though. But hey, you know, this it's fun. We're improvising here. We're That's right. Trying, having That's a good right. time. Okay, so, so do you, wanna go first? you want me to go first? I'll go first. first. Okay. Now, this one should not be. This one is uncontroversial. Okay. Uh, it is, Are you gonna? We're going to play samples. We're going to play I a little sample. Right this is Art Tatum. Oh. Art Tatum. Uh, <laughs> Duh. If you were to say there's one, Art Tatum would surely be at the top of several people's list of one. This is from a, an album I know you love, uh, Piano Starts Here, mm. and this is Humoresque. Ooh. I love this recording so much. So Art Tatum, obviously, the oh. technical master, it's obvious, master, but stylistic master. Stylistic master. He swings his voicings, which he's composing. His voicings are so beautiful. Yeah, he and can, some
1: of them were. I mean, a lot of them were
0: like really advanced and influential. One hundred percent. One of the one of
1: the challenges when you have an artist like Art Tatum that excels in such a uh, you know apparent and obvious way, as in his technique, is that it can easily overshadow the other aspects of his artistry that's right you know because the tech technical prowess is so obvious to not just pianists not just jazz pianists it's almost more obviously like a classical pianist or somebody from another genres that's like whoa yeah because they're like he's improvising that um and of course you know Arteta tatum perhaps had less actual improvisation than other jazz pianists there's some not, it's not a controversy to me. I'm like, no. it sounds great, whatever. But he has the most improvisatory flair to what he's playing. No matter, right. no matter what he's
0: doing, he can play straight or, melodies and put all of these flares on it. But also, you know, his concept as a whole is so singular. Yeah. You know, it's so original, so unique. Uh, his conception, you know, some of that has to do with what he can do technically that almost anybody else can't do. But a lot of that is just this beautifully thought out. Style that he has, you know, that was actually from the time he was was in, but also miles ahead of everybody else. Yes, you know, decades ahead, miles ahead. I got you a little okay. foreshadowing a little to a, foreshadow a later artist possibly there. But. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first pick for that's my first goat. Now I feel like okay. Now I feel like it's a competition, like we my goats any?
1: versus your goats.
0: <laughs> no, that's a cat. <laughs>
1: that's not. No, that's, that's a, not a cow. That's like, for the moo. We, we need a goat sound. It's like a farm sound. up in here. All right. Um. Okay. So I would proffer as my goat number one, or this would be goat number two, um, number one if we're going mono proffer. mono, <laughs> um, a certain gentleman by the name of Thelonious Monk, ever oh, heard of him? Oh, okay. That's okay. a
0: great, great
1: call. There he is. Um, so Thelonious Monk, you know, kind of known as one of maybe, what would you say, two to five greatest of all time composers in jazz? E- Easily. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I mean, one, two. I think he's- Like who for- would come to mind if
0: I said- Goat of all time as jazz composer, Monk would come to mind as number one for me. Yeah, I think he is. He is what uh, the 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 pinnacle, the peak of what jazz composition can be. Yes, I think he influenced with his compositions and playing the the rhythm of jazz and the harmonic sensibilities and possibilities of jazz more than anybody else before or after. Right, right. But I like putting him in and, and just like you said, compositionally
1: or as a player, because they're, player. they're okay. intertwined. Right, the concept so yeah. strong. Yeah. So we're gonna listen to a little. Uh, from a record I hadn't listened to it in a while uh, that I love. And from my, you know, 10 real greatest jazz albums. Uh, oh, hit video. Video over there. It's been so fun to see the comments and people saying, oh, I love I that you have Monk on, but my favorite is this or whatever. But this album came up quite a bit. And it's interesting, like, because this is sort of cyclical, whether or not this is a hidden gem or like a known blockbuster. I thought it was a known blockbuster, but I think it's kind of gotten, gotten a little bit more hidden now. But a it's a blockbuster b- now, buddy, now that you're shining. <laughs> from your uh, uh, this is It Don't Mean a Thing from Floney Monk plays Duke Ellington.
0: Man, to me, what Monk means is that you know it is it is greater to be real and raw and honest than it is to be slick and polished and, mm. and really try to make it perfect. You know, even though um, that's a lot of people say, "Oh, he's just whatever the technique." That's not true. He's everything yeah. is very intentional, but it's just he's not concerned with impressing you. Right? He's concerned with is it obviously? Is it swinging? Like it feels good. He feels in the moment. Uh, and and his sort of cubist version of harmony and melody mm. is uh, it, it just knocks me out. I'm writing you know? that down. You know what I'm saying? Don't you think so? There, Doesn't he have told, like a bit I've of a cubist about
1: that? I, you know, cubist cubism. It it's totally makes sense. Right? I mean, like that's and sometimes we talk about how do you describe somebody stylistically, um, and I think taking parallels from different um, artistic genres is is more useful oftentimes than saying like, oh, that's just a messian. Um, right structure, or yeah, whatever, yeah. because that's for musicians. Yes. It may very well be that, but to like somebody like me, I love Picasso. Is cubist, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm thinking of like you know when he have the faces and the nose would be like from it's two dimensional, but it's three dimensional, and like I don't really understand it, but I do appreciate it. I can identify it. I can connect with it. I can get excited. uh, artistically by it, or or just humanity-wise. Humanity-wise. And so I think for people that are listening to Monk, we got to get, like, as insiders, we have to get outside of that and, like, how do people hear this? The same type of person that would appreciate that Cubist art would appreciate this kind of a reading of a great Duke
0: Ellington. The only difference is this makes me want
1: to dance. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, I think that, you know, look, Monk with – I love this album, too, because Monk it doesn't get any better than Monk playing Monk. Yeah, but actually I think Monk kind of proves his music is so great Yeah, it actually it can get just as good when other people are playing Monk Well, yeah, you know what I mean the same way that like you could say well It doesn't get any better than Duke Ellington with this original recording with this big band No, but the work
0: is so great in the hands of another master exciting things can happen and Monk obviously loves Duke Ellington. I mean, he's recorded not just this album, yeah. but several covers. Of, yeah. And it comes with that love comes across. But he's sure. not
1: coming across like with it being, oh, I have to play it exactly in the hmm. style. Although he connects with the tune. Like if somebody had heard this tune, like oh, I like they didn't even know a lot about this kind of stuff, and they'd be like, oh, that's that. They didn't know it's Duke Ellington, but they know it's like an older song. Yeah. I'm K- Kelly Martin's coming to mind. She's very although she kind of knows some of this stuff, but she's very much like. She doesn't it's so great to be a fan of the music when you're not thinking about oh well how much technique is going into that yep. and how Th- That's is, what
0: I'm saying man it's it's really just about the soulfulness the connection yeah. of, of of artist to audience that is The is, Cubist
1: Swingmaster. Is that gonna be Colonius <laughs> Monk? The, the cu-
0: Cubist Swingmaster. I yeah. think I think we can go with that.
1: Okay so are we going to do a little goat off as we go for our number 1 and number our first two picks who's great who's better who's better Art Tatum or Monk? <laughs> no we're not going to do that. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <you gotta> go. <laughs> I got one. I okay. got
0: one. All right. Okay. What you got next? So my next one, this one might be a little bit controversial Ooh. But I wanted to include this is gentleman. A
1: saxophonist?
0: <laughs> no, he's not a saxophonist. He is a pianist I wanted to include this gentleman because the older I get and the deeper I get into understanding how music works and especially specifically how the piano works and what is um flashy about the piano and what but what is what is uh beautiful and and really emotional invoking about the piano this player comes to mind uh more player or player both okay um and i think this next one is a goat and he's an underrated goat it's hank jones Ooh. Uh, yeah hank jones the more you get into alternative pick i like it what you can do on the piano and the more you listen to Hank Jones, the more you realize, oh, it sounds, oh, that's nice to listen to. Oh, that sounds pretty easy. It is not. Right. What he's doing is setting up all of this tension, um, and he's got this incredible sound on the instrument. This is from the album The Talented Touch, and this is a tune called It's Easy to Remember, which I've never oh, played. But it's a beautiful tune, and just listen to what it's he all can It's Coltrane ballads, I believe. He can do. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Always swing in two, <laughs> Oscar Peterson is said to have been influenced a lot by Hank Jones. Yeah. For my money, if you... If you like someone like Bill Evans, if you like that kind of beautiful harmony, yeah. check out Hank Jones a little more. Give Hank your ear, because to me, it's it's even richer than Bill yeah. Evans. And I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I think, going out on a limb to say that. His harmonic concept is even richer and more ingrained than Bill Evans, and I think he's one of the most swinging pianists of his generation, and those yeah. two things combined, I think, make him a goat for sure.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, great stuff. Um, okay, I, you you're not going to believe this, but I'm going to call an audible. Not on the what? next one. Yes, you've inspired me. Yeah, Hank Jones. What an inspired pick. Thank you. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank Be- you, Hank Jones. Well, you know, and it's also like Hank Jones is, you know. He's—I mean—I couldn't say he's like insider pianist, pianist only, because he's certainly known and respected beyond that. But there is a certain aspect to, um, like, he's sort of one of the just greats, most elegant, most versatile. Of the thing that we do. So like we 100%. kind of hold him near and dear as jazz pianist. Yeah. Particularly like there's a little bit of wink wink like, oh, the trumpet players in the side, like they, of course they know he's great, yeah. but they don't realize like he's got some pianist, extra stuff.
0: Pianists know. And yeah. also uh, this is hard to quantify, but he is one of the greatest accompanists that ever lived. So as far as yes. like, you know, playing for Ella Fitzgerald, playing for just every singer. Yep. You know, even fun fact, Peter, you know that clip of Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday to John F. Kennedy? Hank that's Jones. Hank Jones Absolutely. playing piano. No, so that's I a mean, great fact. He's accompanying everybody. Yeah. He is the greatest at it. I, I encourage everybody, one of my favorite albums is a weird little album by happy Ben birthday. Webster.
1: Yeah. No, it's not that Mr. album. There's a weird
0: album in, from 1964 by Ben Webster called, uh, I think it's See You at the Fair or Meet You at the Fair, but it has like the the 64 Brooklyn World, Queens World Fair uh-huh. thing on it. And Hank Jones is playing on that. And it's some of the greatest accompaniment I've ever heard in my life. He is a true master at that. So and that's an underrated skill, but that is a a an important role for us on the instrument.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to remember his work with I believe his work with Ella Fitzgerald included so "Good Night, Good Luck," of which I was co-stars. Oh, with George yeah, Cluny. you and George. Yeah, know. we had different. Were you,
0: <laughs> were you ahead of him or I was
1: below because below? You know, okay. I, I, want, I didn't want to you know take away from his shine. No, but the thing is, and this is very you know what? Actually, I can't even get into it. I'll get into it. Why in
0: another not? no? No, no, no,
1: to... no. Some of it's a little bit like not publicly. Well, okay, I'll tell you the part that I can tell you. Okay, so in that movie, there's a jazz vocalist. Okay um that is play like literally that was the name in the script jazz vocalist yes that is performing like actually rehearsing for recording right it's a uh, brilliant
0: way to put music in the movie yeah like in a studio. before i even really knew you i mean i I, we met and i knew who you were but incredible yeah so like the jazz vocalist
1: and her trio were in uh was it nbc nbc studios rehearsing for a show cbs of of course what am i talking about cbs news in New York in the studio rehearsing for a show that was gonna be live that evening called like Shower of the Stars or something that was loosely based on an actual thing that happened. And I believe that Hank Jones was the pianist, but there was a decision made at a certain point not to make it historically accurate for some reasons that I don't even totally understand, like why they didn't want it to be, well, it was George Clooney, because he directed and wrote the whole thing. So it was supposed to be a little bit more generic, but there were some ideas that the part, the small part that I played was supposed to be loosely loosely based because I remember being really nervous. I'm like well Hank Jones would kill this gig Yeah, what right. am I gonna do? Is this is yeah. gonna be like
0: another one of those bad movie versions that would make sense that because around that time I believe that he was in like he was Ella's primary accompanist for six or seven years or something yeah. like that So I think that
1: would have been around that no. same time now. I'm not saying it was Ella Fitzgerald was the vocalist. I'm just saying oh, okay was, yeah, yeah, all right, okay um, <laughs> you know what? Okay. Well. <laughs> okay, what do we got now? This is my number two. Um, this is your number two. Man, you came strong. I'm gonna. Sw- I'm switching up my number three, okay. which is interesting. Okay. Okay. So this is the most obvious pick of them all, Herbie Hancock. What? Yes. No, you. Yes. Herbie what? Hancock. No. Look, there he is. Oh, look, he is. look at that guy. <laughs> So, um, I mean, Herbie Hancock, I mean, those of you that know me, and probably Adam, too, like, if we were to just say to each
0: other, like, jazz piano, go blurt it out right now. Herbie, Herbie Hancock. Hancock. You yeah. so much basis. I mean, right. you, you, got, you got Taken Off, you got Maiden voyage, you got Secrets, of course, you got yeah. Actual Proof and Headhunters, you got you got all the stuff in the 80s Rocket, you got the Joni Letters, you got the New Standard, all this one plus one.
1: Yeah, and because he's, like, right there, kind of in the generation right before me, uh, before us, thinking, like... But really beyond just the great albums and the great like who would you want to just sit down and play jazz piano and you know it's going to be killing of yeah. course a lot of people but Herbie would be great and he's done that in different situations but there's also the influence factor Yep, you know what I mean I mean like if there was a goat of jazz piano influencers of
0: all time that I think undisputed well, would be Herbie let's God. not forget he is 100% and I have no qualms with this the greatest jazz ambassador of our lifetimes
1: oh for sure like
0: he is the face of the he's music he's the NATO what is it the NATO jazz ambassador Or I something? mean he yeah. he but he truly is when people the UNESCO but like as someone who speaks for what we do, there's nobody better. Right, He's are gonna like, literally be putting him he's, on Mount Rushmore, he's,
1: not the Mount Rushmore jazz piano, the actual Mount Rushmore.
0: Not, it's not just, he's, he's obviously extremely like, intelligent and can speak well about music and talk about music and talk about art and what it means so well, like so clearly, yeah. which is really hard to do, and he's so good at it. And that's kinda of
1: part of all of it. He's right? got
0: amazing like style and charisma, but then also he backs it up with being literally one of the greatest musicians who can do it. Like There are other people who have some of that stuff, who, like, are really great at talking about it yeah. and, and can do an interview with, you know, CBS Sunday morning and they sound good or whatever. Ooh, shots or, fired. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just, like, uh, you have people that, yeah, yeah. that can represent. He consistently has been an amazing ambassador for well, the music we love for since we were born, essentially.
1: Right. I mean, think about, like, if we... I remember when he was on the Bill Maher show, uh, and I remember thinking, like like, whenever one of ours, like, in the jazz world goes out into the mass media, it's yeah. always, like... Are they going to rep or whatever? Like when he goes out, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's going to be a home run. It's going to be a slam dunk. Yeah. He's going to rep it. And it's not even rep him. He's going to rep the music. You and know?
0: oftentimes artists that are as good as him aren't as good as talking about it right. as he is. He's so exactly. charismatic and great. at. I mean, right. he's, he's kind of like the complete package for... But today it's not the goats of talking about jazz. It's the goats of jazz right. panel yes. So let's listen to Herbie
1: right. Hancock play a little. This is from... Steve's live philharmonic, all of
0: them. Oh, we're gonna talk about this album too. Oh, about- i do my
1: piano. Okay, did you hear what he just did <laughs> with just right there?
0: Uh, that was funny, I saw uh, that episode. Uh, uh, uh. We're gonna, we're gonna oh, th- sorry, you wanna talk. No, we're probably <laughs> gonna talk more about this album when we get to like the greatest drummers of all time, oh, the greatest- Oh, foreshadowing, stick around album. for that.
1: say we could sit here and listen to this all day but it's easy to say like oh yeah of course he's great sounds great he just played after george coleman and miles davis the solos tony williams ron carter you know but this is the thing it's a band of
0: goats right there exactly but
1: part of the goatness i would say in herbie's really in all these artists case i think but especially in herbie's is tony williams is playing so great Because of inspiration from Herbie, partially. Ron Carter, like so, like there's the giving, and then there's the receiving, and that's all part of it. Unless you're doing solo piano all the time, um, part of the greatness is not just what you play. It's like how do you inspire you? Are are you the point guard
0: where you can set up others, and nobody does it better than Herbie. You can also do solo piano great too, by the way. Absolutely, and duo piano with Chick Corea. Side note. Okay, my final goat is completely uncontroversial. Yes. And. I don't know. But honestly, uh, when we're talking about pianists, if you were to say who's the best pianist, not even put it in any category, jazz pianist or whatever, on the instrument, the sound I think of when I think of the most beautiful piano sound is from Keith Jarrett. Mm. Keith Jarrett is... Ever heard of him. I think, obviously... Uh, one of the greatest jazz pianists of all time. But I do think he's just one of the most brilliant musicians that's ever lived. Absolutely. I mean, he has, I, I honestly, Peter, I, I had a huge hole in my Keith Jarrett catalog. I grew up, you know, uh, I was a little boy in the 80s and a teenager in the 90s. Yeah. And so I grew up with a lot of his Blue Note recordings, um, uh, uh, the the standards not Blue Note Records. The the live at the Blue Note with right, the Standards right. Trio, oh, right, right, right. Standards Volume One, Standards Two, uh, the the Miles Davis tribute album that he made with the Trio, where they yeah. were playing all those songs. Uh, I grew up with that acoustic. Standards like as that trio. stuff was kind of coming out, I mean, yeah. relatively. Well, it was it was like musicians were talking about right. it so much because it was, it was so only amazing. a few years and the there camp. were videos that were available. Right. Like I remember my, my buddy, shout out to Danny Shear, he had like a video of the Trio live, mm. and we were just like, you know, teenagers geeking out to that, like watching <sighs> it, great. and. Uh, that blew my mind. And then some older cats were like, well, have you checked out his stuff in the 70s? And I was like, "Ah, oh, no, man, you know, I like secrets. <laughs> you were high in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's only been as an adult and I kind of have dug deeper that I've discovered, of course, all of like the, the classical stuff, the colon concert, and then all of the 70s quartet albums, um, you know, the American quartet, the European quartet, stuff he did with Charles Lloyd. Yeah. You know, these like really experimental, amazing, brilliant things. This is... Uh, A track from an album called treasure island Which has been one of my favorite albums of the past that I've listened to over and over in the past two or three years Maybe Mm. and this is the opening track called the rich and the poor Mm. This is 74 I believe I mean, this is a man who single-handedly has kept, like, the plagal cadence alive in music, you know what I mean? Like, it's so important to what he's doing. Uh, It's It's really one of the only musicians I could listen to a four-chord vamp or two-chord vamp for 15 minutes straight and interesting things happen and you could pay attention to so much that he's doing the phrasing obviously the phrasing it's one of the lesser tuned pianos you're ever going to hear T.J. play on too he makes it sound great he does the touch the articulation spirit of the moment the technique is out of this world
1: master of inspiring those around him a big part of his goatness, you know
0: and he's got another thing that i love about keith jarrett is i want my goats to have huge personalities uh-huh. i want them to be characters like yeah. i want them to be larger than life he certainly is yes larger than life all the stories and and all of like the you know the reputation that he has yeah. of of being like very, you know, demanding on on the the pianos and the people and be having very high standards of the, yeah. even the audiences and things like that. And you see interviews with him, and he has this very warm side of him too. Obviously, uh, I love that kind of stuff where it's just like he's just not some kind of cookie cutter guy. No. He is one of one, and it comes out in the music big time.
1: Absolutely inspired choice. Yeah, some would say obvious, but obvious and inspired. No, I mean, listen, it's, a, it's a goat. It's, they're
0: going to be obvious I, choices that's right.
1: Yeah. No, it's great. Um. Okay. So are we up to the? Number Is this one your code? audible? This I'm calling it audible. We're gonna here. see how
0: quickly uh, producer Caleb can find a picture. Th- of what That's right. So
1: on. okay, I changed up my. Do you want to know who I had before? No, I'm not even gonna say it. Don't say it. it, it. It's okay. gonna be controversial. But I got inspired because of your Hank Jones. I love it. Because I was thinking about like other pianists like that that really are in that. Go conversation, especially especially generationally. Yeah, and so you want me to just play it or no? Do I say it? Do I play it? Play it. Let's, Look, let's I'm do kinda, a little
0: stump the chump here. A okay, on this the fly is this is gonna be chump. tough because okay. the track I'm gonna play. We should have oh. done this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> never mind.
1: <laughs> Wait, how did you know? I just it was an auto- oh, you looking at my screen? Uh, Are you guessing? Right. Oh, Producer yeah, Caleb, yeah. I mean, something weird's going on. That's Mulgrew
0: Miller This right is a there. great choice By this the way is, yeah. This is a fantastic he's choice He's kind of
1: the Mulgrew I mean He's kind of the Hank Jones
0: In, in I, a lot of ways uh, I agree with Stylistically, you Stylistically yeah. Very, very no, this influenced is Brilliant a different. Inspired yeah. choice Peter. So
1: this is from A record that's kind of known Not his best known But I think it's great um, With uh, Roy Hargrove Check out This is live oh, I always love, love, love live that. recordings
0: Some of the greatest live recordings ever on piano, cool yeah, longer, like brought it live. Absolutely. Uh-huh. We have piano sounds in a big room, though. Yeah. I like this sound a lot. Our old studio had a, had a bit of this sound. Right. I love that you picked this after hearing Hank Jones because Mulder, I think about him in a lot of the same way. What he does is not on the surface like, oh, that must be hard to do. But when yeah. you if you actually try to transcribe and learn what he's doing, it is actually very difficult. Like the level of execution, his concept, it it is very original and very, uh, very nuanced. There's so much, there's so many shades in everything he's doing and it's, he's definitely one of those underrated goats for sure.
1: Yeah. And I would say like he, you know, some might look to him and say like, well, he didn't have the broadest spectrum, um, stylistically and i would just say that Mm. it was first of all it was broader than you think it usually is with great artists but also what he did which i think all great artists great jazz pianists do is they understand the area that they want to play in yeah and then you see how much you can maximize that and like he went kind of off the charts with that this kind of playing like duo with another great artist like like a roy hargrove as we know, is super challenging for pianists to really pull off well, and nobody did this better I, agree. Than, I mean, I heard Mulgrew quite a bit live and got to hang with him some. So, like, this is really inspiring for me to hear this this kind of recording because this was, in some ways, representative of the greatest thing that
0: Mulgrew could do. He had some great records. What was your impressions of him as like a as a man as a person? Oh man, he
1: was totally like laid back and super cool. Like, he was really a big guy. Yeah, uh, and he had like a big. I, I would say. Yeah, he had a he had a warm personality. Yeah, but he was very like welcoming. Like he yeah. wasn't um,
0: aloof at all. What, I never met him, but I got to see him live a couple times, and I never talked to him. But I got that impression just as you. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, I think you know, being a great accompanist, being a great soloist, being just a great all-around player was
0: very much what his personality was. You know, as we should well. talk about this a little bit too, because you you mentioned stylistic diversity, but yeah. I wonder. It seems to be a silent generation thing more than almost anybody else. Mm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like. The Keith Jarrett, Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock generation—I think maybe because of the cultural revolution that just kind of happened in the '60s—they right. all sort of rode that wave, and the technological revolution that happened in the '70s and '80s, where, yep. where the digital era came to be, computers and whatnot—they kind of rode a wave technologically that the people before them didn't have a chance to ride, culturally or technologically, that. and that the people after them, like Mulgrew here, you know. It, when Mulgrew started recording, there were computers. But By the end of Mulgrew's career, there were computers. Nothing yeah. much had changed too much between that time. But when, you know, Herbie started recording, there were no computers, and Herbie's still recording, and now there's, like, you know, all the, you know, Melodyne and stuff, like... Right, right, right. So it's interesting. Absolutely.
1: You know, the other thing, I, I was just thinking about Mulgrew, because I think sometimes if we go back to, like, our kind of just gut feelings about, like, if you got a chance to be, like, a, you know, around Mulgrew, in in IRL, like I did, like a lot of folks did, is you think about, like he's in kind of this select group of artists that just always brought it. Like I'm just and this is kind of a random list, but I'm thinking like Steve Wilson. These are all people that I play with so I'm kind of biased. Oh, Steve Wilson that. is
0: on Wingspan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they
1: work together a lot, especially early on that's
0: a great if you don't know Wingspan, that's like Absolutely. I think Mulgrew's Yeah and that's kind of seminal. more well known than yeah, this yeah. for sure.
1: And I thought about that. But um yeah Wingspan is amazing. But like Steve Wilson, Christian McBride, yeah. um Mulgrew Miller. Roy, Roy Hargrove. Roy Hargrove. People yeah. that like you don't know what they're gonna play, but you know the levels going to be. Yep. And certainly are other Keith Jarrett Herbie or whatever, I mean, they're known for that. But I think Mulgrew is somebody that might even be above any of them in terms of consistency. And that's part of his thing, maybe being just slightly narrower in terms of what he does. But whatever he lacks and going in a lot of... First of all, a lot of that other stuff he could totally play. He decided to play what he wanted to play. And the wingspan stuff is super influential and groundbreaking. like That really set the tone for a whole kind of movement of of playing like that. Uh, and, And Mulgrew, I mean, after Herbie was really the next one I think that influenced you know us and, and our generation of players well that's super jazz fun yeah. well
0: let's go out here on more of this what is this thing called yeah, no. absolutely. this is a really great time those are our six goats six of goats. jazz piano Till next time you'll hear it